Welcome back to Get With The Programming. I'm Chase Ingram. I'm Captain America. And along with me is Bill Grundler. Wolverine. And this is our debut of the real deal. Inside the leaderboard show, which will happen every Wednesday throughout the open as we are just, I mean, we are, what, just over 24 hours away. 24 hours and 38 minutes. 24 hours and 38 minutes to go with the five minutes I was late to this show of the start and the announcement of the 2024 open. But we are going to go through our inside the leaderboard. We do have a special guest on the show. And uh, I would like to welcome... What kind of play you got for this situation? How about the annexation of Puerto Rico? A man who uh, in recent comments was uh, labeled as bringing the, making the show dumber by having him on. But uh, Mr. John Young. <laughs> I don't see how that's even possible. The I know. It's like, got, like... I mean, you know, it, he, uh, he's got I a have... sweet personality and a mind full of numbers. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> there, are, there, are like, there are like three people out there who really hate me, no matter what. And yeah. I, think they, I think they all go to mayhem, too. So I think that might be why. Yeah. But uh, is it, it was really funny. I was like, you mean the guy that just beat the pants off everybody in the on the game show that we recently had? Right. Oh, but I'm excited because we had talked about this back in December, where we had this concept of the strength of field should be determined to the well. The question all started is like how to make the open matter again yeah count right? it's got to count yeah it matters it matters to a lot of people almost two hundred fifty thousand people are already on the board that means it matters that means them. it matters it matters to a lot of people now yeah. to the athletes it might be something different to the fans of the sport might be something different and that's been waning a little bit since the 2018 days and how do we make it matter again well, we ha- we tried to answer the question is like what if we take this strength of field concept where they take the top 100 in the world allocate those hundred places to all the semifinals. And from there, based off the number of athletes you have in the top 100 at your particular semifinal, which would be the strength of your field to allocate game spots based on using the DeHunt method. And we had the idea is like, well, what if the strength of field for semifinals was determined by your overall worldwide performance in the open with your overall worldwide performance in quarterfinals. And we did a whole show on that. Um, John, I mean, you got to be on that show for, I think, the last two rounds of what that was. But looking at that as far as a measure of entertainment value for the fans and excitement for the athletes, how do you like that concept itself as far as using open and quarters versus this, um, what the current uh, format is for strength of field? Well, I mean, the way the way it. First off, the way it ended up shaking out, it, it we didn't get there, or it wasn't all that much different than what it ends up shaking it out, how it currently is. It is like, you know, two or three spots here and there. Mm-hmm. But the update of the week by week of Europe's going to have 15 guys if if it ended today. <laughs> right. And then like, that gives us so, first off, it just gives us so much stuff to talk about. And secondly, it, um, it makes it exciting week to week. Like I think the average person would want to follow it week to week. Um, oh, how is this workout gonna affect who goes to the game? Like it all affects who goes to the games mm-hmm. every time, and that matters to everybody. So, so <laughs> um, no, and, and I mean, and it's, I get it's a lot. Like you have to wrap your head around how it works. Mm-hmm. But in the grand scheme of things, it's so much simpler than what's going on right now. And the math can be done very quickly. And it's just, I, I'm bummed that it's not how we're doing it because it's, it's, there's, it, there isn't anything better. Right. And, and I, and, and to jump on that, I think that it, it will definitely show, uh, HQ. I mean, it's going to give them a live version of what it could slash should look like. And I'm saying this since Chase can't say these sort of things. Wait, I wait, will wait, say these wait. things. Earmuffs, um, earmuffs, oh, oh, earmuffs. Uh, hi, this is Bill Grunler. I'm with Get With The Programming. And My I'm personal John. opinion, and that's John Young of Barbell, John Young's massive barbell human strength guy. We want to get the right people to the games, and we're going to show CrossFit HQ how that can be done. So we're just going to have some fun first. Chase, you can come back in. So this is just about having some fun. Hey, are you guys talking about having fun? 
Oh, we're just gonna have some fun. Yeah, we're gonna I have love fun. fun. Fun is good. I love fun. fun. Is good. Um, but I think what the the other really cool thing about this, like kind of your point, John, was we start talking a lot more, and we're talking about people that we wouldn't talk about. So now there are athletes that become these uh, these gatekeepers for their region, which is awesome. So if you're one of those athletes that okay, you're not a top ten, but you're like an 80, 90, 100, that's going to mean something now. That's going to be important about who comes into your region and how many allocated spots you get to get. And and the speculation just gets really, really fun. I mean, if you look at it anyway, that's what all of the analyzing that happens anyway is. Who's going to do well? Why is so-and-so going to do well because of these things? And now we, we add another element to that, which I think is going to be great. Yep. And so here's what we're going to do. For the show, we are going to go through what the actual standings currently are, because we do have a top 100 currently worldwide right now based off CrossFit strength of field system, where it's looking at the last two years of full competitive seasons of the 2022 CrossFit Games season, open quarter semis games, and the 2023 CrossFit season, open quarter semis games. And I think the some of the rules are is like you had to have competed in all of those stages to be eligible for that. So, for example, I don't think Tia Toomey will actually be on the women's top 100 list yet until the completion of quarterfinals coming up, because that's when she didn't sign up, obviously, for, you know, she was having a baby uh, as last year. So this show is going to be a preview show for 24.1. So we're going to show you what the, the current system is with CrossFit, and then we're going to show you what our system would look like based off how we set things up. So let's get this thing started. So inside the leaderboard week one preview for 24.1, we are looking at the strength of field currently standing for CrossFit. As I click to the next slide, there we go. All right. We're looking at pre-open rankings, the top 100 worldwide as it currently stands for CrossFit's actual top 100 distribution. And then we're going to look at our system using the open specifically. Now, since the open hasn't happened, we're going to use the top 100 as it currently stands for CrossFit. But here's a couple things that we're adding to our strength of field. It is our belief that the strength of field at semifinals should not have athletes in the top 100 that aren't actually competing in the field at semifinals. So athletes we're going to take out of the pre-rankings are athletes that we know are going team. We know not, we don't know everybody that's going team, but we're taking those athletes out because they're not competing individually at semifinals. Those that are not competing at all this year that we know of is in masters athletes and things beyond that. And then our distribution system is a little bit different than CrossFit is. As we explain that is that as it stands right now, every semifinals has a minimum number of spots at their semifinals. North America, East, West, and Europe all have five spots for men and women. South America has two. Africa has one. Asia has two. And Oceania has three. With the remaining spots, I think that's 17 remaining spots. Those will be distributed post strength of field cal calculations after quarterfinals this coming year. Our system Every semifinal gets one only, only one guaranteed spot. After that, those 33 extra spots are what is up for grabs each week during the open and the two submission windows during quarterfinals. Little look at how the system currently goes. Top 100 overall after each week of the open will be recalculated. By the way, shout out to uh, Mike Halpin and Nona and Noble for putting this together for us and doing all the math we can't do as well as building out these slides, which is so nice when I don't have to do it myself. And then using the DeHunt method to allocate these spots. So these are your seven semifinal regions, North America, East and West, Europe, Africa, South America, Asia, and Oceania. Your top 100 for the men before the open is this 27 North America West, 20, 32 in East, 27 in Europe, three in Africa, four in South America, four Oceania, three in Asia. Again, this is going into the open. This is using CrossFit's actual top 100 for the men. This is how it's distributed so far. Any surprises here from you guys? No, not really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, we know we know where we know where the top players are. We know what that's going to look like, and and what that current setup is. Um, I'm surprised Oceania doesn't have more. 
Yeah, right. Well, think of how many guys. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, we haven't taken them out yet. Okay? Right. And, and so, that's, and that's what's going to be important. Yeah. And here's your top 100 cut line of who's in and who's out. They have an effect on strength of field and game spots. You have Con or Matthias Porter, North America East, Dave Sharunke sitting at 97 in Europe, Tyler Lee, North America East, Tiago Lucis out of Europe. All right. So we have two Europe and two, three North America East all sitting in that bottom five. All right. And that means there are three North America East guys that are five spots out of the top 100. So when we're looking at the open coming up, we've said on average between three or four people coming in or out of your semifinals could be one extra or one less games qualifying spot. And then look at the the ones on the outside looking in, right? Nikita Yundov out of Europe, Andrea Fedotov out of Asia, Colin Garnick East, Victor Hoffer at 104, Europe and Victor Yundal out of Europe. Hoffer, Yundal, and Yundoff are three guys that can are going to be better this year for sure. But also, especially Yundal, that dude balls out in the open, and especially week one of the open. That guy, for two years running, has been good. So that's three European guys that can all maybe bust up into the top 100 and push out some East, and then you could have a two-member swing. And so that's, that's what we're going to look at week to week. How much uh, with that, John? What do you think? What do you, what do you think the change in intensity would be for those athletes that are sitting right on that hundred? Do you think Do you think that would matter to them? I definitely think they would maybe do the workout and then see what everybody's getting and then redo the workout. <laughs> and if honestly, it's a way for you know they made the open not matter with the top twenty five percent even more than it already didn't matter, right? This would make it matter for the top of the top people every week. Because if you're on the line, especially week three, because that's like, (laughs) that's the end of it, right? Right, Totally. If you're on the line, why would you not try to beat people just because you care about it more than they do, which will facilitate them to care about it more too. It just makes everybody care about it more. Uh, Well, and it's another thing, like those guys now will have eyes on them. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, think about that. It used to be that if you were like in the hundred, yeah, okay, you were in the hundred and that was cool because your friends could talk about it and it, it may come up in some conversation, but now people are watching to see what you do. Friends so are seeing that 90 to 100 or 100 to 110. Everyone is looking to see did they do what they needed to do for our region or is that guy just, he's faking it and he's not, you know, he or she's not supposed to be in that spot. Yeah. They're watching you now. But put, so I think, put that, more I think of a, that will make that intensity. It'll really ramp it up. Put more of a microscope on that too, is that think about being in that affiliate at a Friday night light as one of these guys signing up for a heat, maybe doing it in front of all the other members in the gym. That's going to juice it up just a bit more. That's almost going to be more exciting for the those in the gym cheering this athlete on. Like we're just, It's just create, like I said, engagement, entertainment, and, and a little bit of suspense week to week as things go on. Well, I just, I, I mean, not to say that we aren't tired of looking at like the big names out there, but we always look at those big names. Everybody knows what they're going to do and kind of what they can do. But these athletes, you never talk about. And you're right, being, showing them, showcasing them now in either their affiliate where it's getting videoed, because we got to, I mean, if we're going to see what they, what, what they're doing, or if it's in the garage or whatever, people are going to be talking about them. I think that that's, that brings not even, not, not just that athlete, but like you said, Chase, like the whole, in that whole, I, if they put a video up of it, hey, I'm in that I'm in that affiliate. I might get to be on this this web show that like everyone gets to <laughs> showcase my our affiliate out. Like that's cool. Well, John Young thinking, gets to talk about me. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking even if uh, and I know they can't this year, but like what if next year they don't just decide on who they're going to bring every week and Victor Youngle is 105 on 24 bro could you, you imagine Victor Youngle and you put victor hoffer against each other on 24.3 and that's the announcement or you and make it no you make it someone about you can talk about it they're both on the line we'll see what you know who's gonna do it or right? it's like it's not it's not that is you take tyler lee and victor hoffer right you right. pick someone <laughs> yeah. you pick someone 95 through 100 and someone 101 through 105. That's who you pick. Victory and heartbreak with every open announcement. And (laughs) 
hey, I'm working here. Hey, oh, I, working I, I always here. thought, yeah, I never knew she was real. That's good to see. <laughs> it's good to see, John. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I, yeah. that, that, John, that's a great idea. That's, that's a, great a great idea. idea. So as we uh, shift to that for the, for the men is that this is what the current, if it would all end today using CrossFit's top 100 before the Open ever starts, North America West would get 10, East would get 12, Europe 10, Africa 1, South America 2, Asia 2, Oceania 3. Not much different than what we saw last year as it all shook out, right? So that's for the men. And we shift gears over towards the women's side is these are your top 100 pre-open based off, yeah, whoa, based off CrossFit's top 100 that they currently have for the strength of field. 28 women in North America West, 25 in the East. 33 in Europe, four in South America, three in Africa, four in Oceania, and three in Asia. This is our 95 to 105, or sorry, 96 to 105 cut line. North America East has two. That's Ashley Shoemaker and Faith Ferguson at 96 and 100. Madison McElhaney out of North America West. Two athletes in Europe, Amiko Nates and Julia Nielsen. On the outside looking in, Annika Greer out of North America East. Kira Milligan, North America West. Julia Blazewiczka out of Europe. I screwed that up. Amanda, I, hey, that was a shot. That was a shot. Uh, Amanda Fusama out of South America. And Taylor Patterson out of North America West. Right? This is your cut line. This is maybe week one. As you said, John. All right, let's get uh let's get a uh Julia Julie Hogard. Yeah. And, and Madison McElaney. Right. Or pick two and two from each side. Annika Greer, Kira Milligan. You don't think people are gonna show up to watch those two compete against uh Amiko Nates and Julie Hogard? Like these are names that are are known in the semifinal competitive atmosphere that have games aspirations. There's your four or and pick might, two women and two be, men. And they might not be household names, but then you just hype up. This is why we're picking them mm-hmm. because this is going to decide spots for the CrossFit games. These people, oh, not, you, not Roman, not Adler, not Alex Kazan, Julia Blazowska. <laughs> side spots for the CrossFit games. Well, and then you and then you have like the top dogs, like one or one or two of the top dogs from that region, who's there, like pumping them up to get them in, so that they can get more of, you know, their uh, their regional people to the games. Like it's on you, man. We need another spot. We need to get so and so in there. I mean, like still, still the classic thing is Gee not going. Right. You know, if the setup was done different, Gee would have gone to the games. That's massive. Yeah. Yeah. Is it pronounced Kira or Kyra? So I don't know. I think it's Kyra. Kira. But is K-I-R-A? Is that whatever? I think it's, I think K- it's Kira. 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 All right. But the way Sarah has it spelled, I still don't know if that's uh, a Kai or a Ki. <laughs> is that Kai or Ki? To speak to Brian's point, I get it. If you're on the cut line, you wouldn't want to do the open announcement. But one, you got like two things. One, you would have never been asked to do the open announcement before this yeah like this is an opportunity for people to see who you are and to get publicity too you're gonna redo the workout it's fine yeah matt fraser beat rich froning on 15.1 and 15.1 a he did it in the announcement he lost to both of them he redid the workout like it's it's i don't think people i don't think that will dissuade people on the cut line from not wanting to do it and there's a whole nother quarterfinals portion to this week to week changing of the guard but man I'm the opposite camp. There is no place I would rather be to get as juiced up and jacked up and excited to, to compete. Yeah. They want to be, they want to be a somebody. This is their chance. Sponsors to actually get to see their person out there instead of just getting like protein powder and t-shirts. They actually get to be, you know, someone that's out there. Yeah. I I think, I think people will be fired up. If they want to go to the games, they want to be seen. They don't want to like hide in the shadows all the way up to the games. All right, let's look at the distribution based off the current top 100. 10 in North America, East and West. 12 in Europe, 2 in Asia, 1 in Africa, 2 in South America, and 3 in Oceania. Again, we're using the top 100 as it currently stands for CrossFit itself, looking at 
what those top 100 distribution would be and what the game spots would be before the season starts. Now, as we look towards what we are going to do here after this is we are going to show our top 100 based off removing athletes from who are going team. We don't have masters individuals just yet, but we're taking all the team athletes that we know of for both the men and the women. We'll remove them from the top 100 strength of field because they're not competing individually. Therefore, they have no strength of field on the competition floor. Men that will be will be removing from our top 100, Noel Olson, Chandler Smith, Jason Smith, Philip Muscarella, and Christoph Horvath. All of these athletes were in the top 100 on the individual list, but are now going team, so they will be removed from our top 100. And this is what the changes will look like. Not a lot here and there, right? Plus two in Europe with our new top 100, minus two in North America West, minus one in Africa, and plus one in Asia. And yes, thank you to Barbell Spin because I sent the uh, that team list over to Halpin to help uh, make this even cooler. So shout out to Barbell Spin. So this is what the new 100 will look like. And as we look at what the change would be, is that going into the open with the athletes that we know are not going to compete for the men, Europe is going to gain one game's qualifying spot pre-open. Oceania is going to lose one game spot going into the open. Wow. And so we, we, the, <laughs> it's funny that goes to Pedro's most recent video on coffee pods and wads is, uh, Oh yeah. What right. uh, semifinal is actually stronger? Is it Oceania and Europe is like, well, here is exhibit a of what that could potentially be for the men. So this is the top games positions that we're looking at, with the known. And, and what's going to be cooler is that as we get closer through the open is we're going to know more and more people going team, going age group, not going individual. So by the end of quarterfinals in six weeks, we are going to have a lot of drama of where these game spots are going to go. Athletes removed on the women's side that were in the top 100. Mal O'Brien is obviously taking herself out of competition. Matilda Garns, who is at 19th going team. Jamie Simmons, who's at 31st going team. Ohana, Ohana Moya, drug ban, who is in 46. Emily DeRoy out of Oceania going team. Jesse Smith, 93rd going team. Julie Hugard out of Europe going team. She was 99. And Valentina Rangel out of South America, who is sitting at 100, also getting removed from the overall list. And this is the distribution of your top 100, right? Europe is losing two. Oceania is losing two. North America East is gaining three. And North America West is gaining one. And this is the one, well, as Halpin is alluding to here, this is what the games allocation spots will look like. After we remove the only the known team athletes before 24.1 goes on. Oceania loses two, and now they only have one games qualifying spot for the women's side. That's crazy. (laughs) North America East gained one, and Africa gained one. So So Africa Africa got one. And South America have more people than... Oceana. And that is why we're doing this. This is the entertainment. This is the exciting part. Week to week, pre-open. As you said, John, Asia, Africa, and South America all now have two spots going to the CrossFit Games, and Oceania has one. That's so crazy. Wow. Part of it, too, is that where is Tia competing? We don't know that yet. We can assume I'm going to the games. So, <laughs> right? <laughs> Once, imagine that. Imagine where we were a year ago, thinking Oceania needs five, and now based off this strength of field of the athletes actually competing in person at the semifinals in that region, right? And T is not factored in here because we still don't really officially know where she's going. But here's the thing: if Tia doesn't compete in Oceania, that takes away spots available 
or gives, depending on which way you look at it, right? Game spots, right? Maybe that would have given them two, but now it's only one because less and less women are competing individually in Oceania. Oh man, that's so crazy. The, the every it, it pings off me every single time you say strength of field, strength of field, strength of field, when it's like, well, it's really not the, the right strength of field. I mean, it's a list, I got it, but like, the way the way it's distributed, and then you see something like this here, with a drastic difference, one out of Oceania. But you're telling me this wouldn't make every freaking fit female in New Zealand and Australia not pour their heart out in every open workout to get all the South Americans and Africans and Asians out of the top 100. Yeah. No offense, continents that don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah yeah there you go dang but that's what we wanted to put out there right what 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 could this look like week in and week out if it all came down to who is actually competing in person at semifinals the strength of the field on the floor at semifinals uh, sarah's getting all worked up she thought this was real <laughs> easy sarah <laughs> Right. And this is pre-open. So now we're we're 24 hours away from 24.1. And you just realize that walking into the season that you have one spot as it stands. And the only spot you have is the one that CrossFit gave to you. You're not going to just like lace up your shoes a little tighter for 24.1. Maybe do it twice. Right. When is the last time anybody did a workout twice in the open that was going to go to semifinals? Uh, four I mean, years I bet, ago, I bet. Uh, I bet you know Jeff might have redone it to win the open. Well, yeah, right. But yeah, that's a special circumstance. But if we're looking at what 2018 used to be, is like everybody was doing it twice. Right. Yeah, right. some people yeah. were doing it three times. That's going to come back. Travis Mayer did it like four times. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Dan <laughs> Bailey did it six times, and yeah, and he said in, in like a three-hour window for eleven point six. Right. Is, I remember Bill's story of doing the like the snatch and the muscle up workout like five times, and then he just walked in <laughs> one on Monday, no warm up, just set the clock and went, and then he beat his score by like ten reps. Yeah. All right. So this is this is the pre open hype. Imagine what's going to happen after week one if it's just some type of I don't know single modality work capacity test. Imagine what that top 100 leaderboard is going to look like and what these numbers will week in and week out. It'll be dramatic in week one, week two, week three. Things will start to take shape a little bit. Then we go to quarterfinal submission window one, and then we'll know going into submission window two, what is on the line for these top 100 athletes, these athletes on the bubble, on the outside looking in with games qualifying spots on the line. That is what I'm excited to play around with as we go from week to week to week. So that is the pre-open top 100 leaderboard. The next order of business is to play a little game. Dave Castro likes to play. He likes to give hints. And his most recent hint is... Stupid. (laughs) Is this little guy. This little guy. Is this little guy. A little mushroom. I think he's just top. saying that someone's a dickhead is all he's saying. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. He's like, yeah, well, I mean, maybe he's not, maybe he doesn't like the workout. So he's like, Hey boss, you're a dickhead. <laughs> so there. <laughs> so this is his hint. This is just a, a mushroom. Um, this mushroom is poisonous when eaten raw and I think has uh, psychoactive properties when cooked. So either way, it's not the, uh, it's not the best thing to digest, but how you interpret this as far as what will, what, 24.1 could be. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to give you some quotes from Dave Castro that he gave to the affiliate owners town hall meeting. By the way, if you guys aren't doing that as affiliate owners, you're missing out on a lot of great stuff, a lot of great stuff. So here's a couple points Dave made as he was releasing this photo. Uh, he says 24.1 is programmed for a large number of people to be able to do it where the difficulty isn't is only through the intensity, not the complexity or difficulty of the actual movements. He said it's a very unique 
and he's incredibly excited about what 24.1 format is going to be. And he says that it's programmed in a way that he could walk across the street to his neighbor. They don't even have to speak the same language. And in 10 minutes, he can teach him how to do what it is. And then he hits it at his own intensity. Right. And so a couple of other things that he said too, is when you guys are thinking about what movements could be is he thinks this hint is too easy. They, but he always thinks that. I mean, when you take a picture of whatever your intent is, like of a fire hydrant, and we realize what <laughs> whatever that was supposed to mean for what year that went. But he was under the impression that as soon as he posted this, everybody would figure it out. So it could be that literal, and it could be just Dave messing with everybody. Um, and then one other thing he said about that is he talked about, he was asked a question about simplicity of floor plans or scorecards and standards when it all came to that, because we've seen our fair share of way too long standards written out and complex scorecards and floor plans and what to tape where and how close it could be. Dave said this specifically, he's like, there will be no taping of the floors in the open. So whatever he's programming is not going to involve that. So if you guys are thinking about movements that are off the table, Think about movements that you have to tape for, right? And everyone's like, oh, all right, so no handstand push-ups in the open. No wall walks. No wall walks in the open. But here's one thing I haven't heard anybody mention specifically, and that just means I didn't hear you say it. Bar-facing, box-facing burpees because you have to draw a tape line down the middle of the bar and you have to draw a tape line down the middle of the box. And if we're going to take that as literally no taping on the floors then I would say those two movements of a burpee over the bar or a burpee over the box are off the table because that is something that you need to have a tape line because both your feet need to straddle that line before every rep. Lateral. Lateral. Now, see, lateral can be on the table. Could be two target though. So you can't take burpees out. No, I said, I just said those two. Oh, the, those right? specific. Bar got facing it, burpees, box, burpees over the box. I'm I like taking burpees those off the target. Table. I like that a lot. I do too. I do too. All right, so to go into the weeds more, Everybody okay. put I your uh, my phone or, or never mind. I have a charger right here. Okay. Put <laughs> your waiting boots on. So here's what we're going to look at now. There it's it's been said there is no correlation or connection of what the open workouts are going to be and what's programmed on .com and what's programmed on cap. However, you have workouts that are programmed on crossit.com leading into tomorrow's announcement and you have workouts on cap that are also leading into the announcement. We are a programming show and we like to speculate and we like to predict the programming. So we're going to look at those two things. And then at the end, we can give our guesses of what we think 24.1 is actually going to be. So let's start with .com. I'm just going to pick up on Monday. Sunday was a rest day. We're three on one off currently on .com. We still are once Dave took over, uh, I want to say back in September of last year, Monday, 30 deadlifts at 185 and 125, 60 toes to bar, 30 front squats. Programming analysis aside, I love this workout. This is Yeah, a great, dude, that's a good one. It's a great one. This would be a great yeah. open workout or maybe a quarterfinals workout. Okay, so we've got deadlifts, front squats, toes to bar. All right, so let's look at Tuesday. All right, we got a shoulder press, shoulder uh, overhead complex. Shoulder press, which is just a strict press, five by one. Push press, five by three. Push jerk, five by five. Kind of makes sense. We just did pulling toes to bar in squatting. So let's go overhead for load. And then this is today's workout. 1,000 meter row, 400 meter run. 750 meter row, 400 meter run. 500 meter row, 400 meter run. 250 meter row, 400 meter run. Damn. Right? That's today. We don't know... What the work? Well, we know because tomorrow is a rest day, right? Typically in this three on one off format, tomorrow's a rest day. So these are the three program workouts going into Friday's workout, which would be the workout of the day, which would be 24.1. So we've squatted, we've deadlifted, we've done some toes to bar, we did some heavy shoulder overhead weightlifting, and then we went full monostructural with rowing and running. Not a bad three days of programming if I just want to like fall back into what we normally talk about. So that's .com. Cap. You guys aren't using cap. 
You should look at it every day, especially you affiliate owners. You get, it's free for you. Well, sort of, you do pay for it. All right, let's look at this. Monday's cap workout, four two-minute rounds. So four two-minute AMRAPs with a two-minute rest. So two on, two off for four sets. 12 cal row. Bill, this is very close to what our 24.1 guess was. Isn't that weird? Yeah. 12 cal row, 24 double unders, max wall ball shots in the time remaining at 14 and 20 pounds to a nine and 10 foot target. Now, our guess was uh, 222 cal toes to bar dumbbell <laughs> thruster add to each round. Yep. That's Monday. We look at Tuesday, and it's three rounds for time, four rope climbs, 12 GHD sit-ups, and 16 alternating pistols. I don't think we'll see any of those in the open. <laughs> right, seriously. And I don't know if we'll see any of those in quarterfinals either. And then Wednesday, it's a heavy day. Every two minutes for 10 rounds, one clean and jerk. Add weight each round. Thursday is as many... Reps as possible in eight minutes. Now, here's what's important. This is Thursday's cap workout. Yeah, I think this is actually way more important than even the dot com. Thursday's cap workout because Friday it says open 24.1 TBD. There's two workouts you want to look at. Thursdays and Saturdays. Saturdays. Thursdays, AMRAP in eight minutes, five shuttle runs, 10 dumbbell push jerks at 50 and 35, 20 alternating box step ups, at 20 and 24. And I don't, and I think it's unweighted shuttle runs, dumbbell shoulder overhead and box step ups in an eight minute AMRAP. That is the day before whatever 24.1 is going to be on Saturday afterwards. It's a partner workout, but it's 20 thrusters at 135 and 95 and a 400 meter run. Split the thrusters as needed, but run together as a pair. As many rounds as possible in 18 minutes. So before Friday, shuttle runs, shoulder to overhead, really push jerks. Push jerks, it's a big difference actually, push jerks and push press with dumbbells. Um, 10 push jerks, step ups on a box. And then afterwards you have barbell thrusters and runs. All right. What would you, uh, John, what would you take out if you had to program a workout on Friday with those two, the Thursday and the Saturday there, what would not, what would you not be doing? Oh, well, what is not going to be in the open? What, well, what won't be, take the open out of it. What wouldn't you put on that day on that Friday? Just did no, the, the no thrusters. Cause I got that on Saturday. Okay. Um, and, and I mean, nothing. Probably no pushing. Probably no pressing, huh? Yeah. Not I mean, over I'm not thinking, overhead. Burpee pull ups and then something else. Fifteen minute AMRAP. Mm-hmm. And then like in like uh escalating fashion. So on one of Dave's stories, he had a very discreet like pan over phone and then got rid of it real quick, where it was it just said eight plus three. That was it. Eight plus three. And then and then but it was like five seconds. Um and if he did that on purpose, then I'm thinking it's some kind of AMRAP. Like y'all said with the lines, there's no lines. It has to be simple. Burpee pull-ups is somewhat simple for everybody. You can jump real high if you don't have a strict pull-up. Um, I think it's a one, like one, one, two, two, three, three, four, four, like that type of fashion. Burpee pull-ups. And then I'm struggling with the second movement. I, I'm thinking like a hinging movement. But I don't know. I, I could see something like that because I would take any sort of squatting off the table too. I mean, we got lunges, we got the, we got the box step up. So you're that's that's your legs. You got the thrusters, that's your legs. So any squatting, any overhead pressing, I would I would take by using this anyway. I would mm-hmm. take off. I like your up and down or your your increasing. Like I know, I think when the when the mushroom came out first, I was thinking like an up and a down. Oh, um, it could be a cap. So that means that there's See, a time cap. It starts short because at the top it's the skinniest and then it gets bigger and bigger mm-hmm. as you go down. I like that. I like that. Um, 
where would you go, Chase, as far as like those movements? Uh, I mean, so I think the same thing. We took the tape off so you know there isn't going to be shuttle runs. Right. We're not going to be running in it. And we um, just did shuttle runs on, as far as caps, because again, we don't think we there's any correlation. We don't know. We're just having some fun. I will, I, but I will say that this is very important because this is what's being sent out to the affiliates. The only place you can truly do the open workouts is at an affiliate, unless you're going to video it yourself. That's right. So you're you are going to now have to use that programming mm-hmm. in the middle of this program right here, this specific one. Especially Profit if you follow Cap as an affiliate, affiliate programming, right? Like, how could you not look at those and th- to say that it that it doesn't matter? I think is a complete. We're just trying to hide it from yeah. you. There's no way. There's All no right. way. So here's here's where I I dived into. So my first all basis when I'm looking at Dave's hint, right? That Instagram picture, this this mushroom. I ought to just jump to death by. Like you eat this, you die, right? So I'm going death by, right? We've seen some similar death by formats over the years, but never a pure absolute death by, which is just on the minute add a certain number of reps per that minute and keep going until you can't keep going anymore. Right? So I'm thinking death by format. So like John's ascending reps, I think that's where we are going, but with time cap markers of, of, of a death by format. And then I remembered remember when Boz took over the programming and he programmed that every two minute, 200 meter run and burpees, where it's a 200 meter run and it started with five burpees and then every two minutes you added two reps. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, because Boz is programming the open, right? Right. Boz is programming the open. That was a very classic CrossFit old school dot com workout, and it went every two minutes run two hundred five burpees. The next round, if you made it, run two hundred seven burpees. Run two hundred nine burpees. And what I was thinking of, all right, we don't get tape lines. What could be a very similar thing to this? Because maybe that was a, a little nugget back in September. What if it's every two minutes, 200 meter row and five lateral burpees over the rower and then seven and then nine, because you can at least get the rower in screen. If you have to do this at home, it requires no tape lines. It requires no extra space. You just need a rower. That said is standard B. So this, um, two foot takeoff. I think there's going to be a lot of people that don't do that. Right. And so then I went to less complicated based off what Dave talked about in the affiliate announcement. Also on Saturday on .com, it was like 21.59 row cows and burpee pull-ups. So I was like, oh, fuck. Well, okay. Well, that's off the table. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went to the literal thing that Dave would talking about is in 10 minutes, I could take someone that has never seen CrossFit before, can't even speak the same language into a workout that is going to be defined by the intensity of which you can do, not the complexity of the workout. And I think it will simply be death by burpees starting at five, add two every minute to a target that is just out of your reach, which was the same standard as the burpee pull-ups last year. You don't need a tape line. You don't even need a tape measurement. You just have to reach above your head. It's out of your hands and it's just burpee to that five, seven, nine, eleven until you can't reach it anymore. I think it'd be that basic and that simple because that event is defined by intensity and your willingness to hurt and try to get to the next minute more than anything. And that every single person who signs up for the open this year, every single one will be able to do that event. Every single one of them. Not everybody will be able to do burpee pull-ups. You're already outing people right from the start and they don't want to do that. I think it's 12.1, but reincarnated as a death by format for burpees. What about, what about the, what you just said, but row 200 meters and then burpees to a target. Could be right. Uh, But I just took the rower out because you were, cause you were going for the, what's the ultimate simplicity. What's the ultimate simplicity, but also that they programmed this not, but four, four or five days ago on .com. Similar, right? The similar couplet. And one more, I know I just turned off cap. I'll turn it back on. I know, that, you think they'd get those four people though to do this for that? They're doing three events that day. Yes, I do think that's what they're going to do. All that's right. the other thing, right? They're doing two other events before this starts. What's the most basic thing you can do as a elite games level at- athlete after you've already done two events? That. But that is a good, I mean, no, I don't think they would want to sign up for it. But here's why I took the rower out. On Monday... You have row and double unders in the workout. 
on Thursday before you have a run, right? You have a monostructural, I'm looking at monostructural movements, which is how I look at a rower. And then on the day after you have another couplet run. of run and something else. And then the day after you have another couplet, right? Of double unders, which is a monostructural movement and kettlebell swings. So we have a triplet with shuttle runs and a monostructural, a triplet with row and double unders, a couplet with run and thrusters, and another couplet with double unders and swings. I don't see them programming five or three, three monostructural movement couplets back to back to back. I Dude, I hear what you're saying on all that. I With Dave saying that he's really excited about the program, especially this particular one, like to say, you know, I can take unique, anyone, like, I can like, take, yeah, like I, it's okay. I get the non-complexity. I understand the the ease in explaining that, but if I'll tell you what, man, as if you're a CrossFit coach and it's going to take you 10 minutes to try to explain a burpee and to add to every time, like not to your I, I class, there's, there's gotta be to someone who's never done, seen, or I understand what CrossFit is. I, I totally I think understand. I and I'm sure I Dave is just, one minute. he's just shooting off the hip, right? No, no, totally. So, I, dude, I hear what you're saying. I, I personally hope that that's not what it is. And the reason <laughs> that I hope that is not because I don't want to do 15 minutes of burpees or whatever it ends up being to eight minutes of burpees or whatever, mm-hmm. depending on how good you are at burpees. Because there's some people that are damn good at burpees. Um, Victor Youngle wants it to be that workout, right? Right, totally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally. Um, I just think that even I mean, you guys remember when we did the seven minutes of burpees? Yeah, there was nothing fun and exciting about that. That was of all the. I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad event to have, right? But I think it is the most mind. That was the most mind numbing event that we had ever had ever. And I, I mean, and I've, I've been involved in like do a hundred burpees a day every day for a hundred days. I mean, I've done all of those things like that. And that is, that was, God, it was so bad. All right. I'm but with, I'm, I'm not Bill. saying I disagree it's with not, what it is, but it I don't disagree that. either. But remember, it's Dave thinks this, right? But Dave Boz didn't think that? that one was that great. Look, look at his face when he announces this. There is no one more excited than Dave Castro right here. He's not going programming to the, the first open workout. The first open workout is as many reps as possible in seven minutes of. He always has this face. What are you talking about? <laughs> what a shit-eating grin on his face. I, the, the reason I don't think it'll be this, not because I think it's a bad event, not because I don't think that it, it fits all of those things that you were just talking about, I think that CrossFit needs to have something that is going to be inclusive. Check the box there with the burpees. Yes. But that everyone's going to be excited to do. Okay. And there is nobody that is going to be excited about doing as many fucking burpees as you could possibly do like that. Nobody. There's got to be something else to mix it up, I think. All right. What what would you put in there to make it more exciting? You mean with the burpees? or No. Name a... I know we just we just went through a lot of different things of what it could be after this discussion. What do you think based off what we've seen programming wise? Obviously, we're just guessing of of what the connection could possibly be based off the picture, based off what did Dave said on the affiliate town hall. What do you think that could possibly be? That would be something exciting, exciting, accessible and defined by intensity, not complexity, complexity. Uh a and and I'm going to use kind of the eight plus three that John had because we I don't I don't know if we actually did this one officially the, when when we had the dumbbells. Mm-hmm. Oh well, thanks, fucking Corey Leonard. Um, I, <laughs> uh, I'm thinking a dumbbell ground to overhead and burpee over the dumbbell. It's going to be something like that. Easy to do because you could have everyone do it. I mean, I have six-year-old baseball kids who don't know anything about CrossFit, mm-hmm. can take a dumbbell, lightweight, whatever, to go from the ground overhead. They could snatch it. They can clean and jerk it, whatever, and they do burpees, and they, and they burpee over. And I don't even care if you step over it. I don't care. Okay. Whatever they want the standard to be. But something to where it's it's got to be something more exciting than that. A handful of reps. So if it's a 10-minute 10 10-minute 10 AMRAP and 8-minute AMRAP, and you're going like whatever, ten and ten, something. I don't know, just real fast. What Can't if, be like, just all burpees. What if what if what Chase said was right? Not not about the just the burpees, but 
the every two minutes, and I know you you take trying to take out the rower, but every two minutes, row two hundred, and then burp burpees to a target, and then at the ten minute mark, it goes to burpee pull ups. Ooh, I dude, I love the workout, but I think you're now you're getting too complex. I don't think it'll be that. Yeah, complex. it's too complex. I think that the yeah, I think it's the, a gated wave for burpees. I don't think there. I don't. I do agree with Chase that I don't think that this will be the gate. I don't think they'll have a gate on this one like that. The the gate would be the time, some sort of the, the death buy or whatever. I I okay. see that being the gate. The time is the gate. I don't I don't mind the dumbbell uh dumbbell snatch and then burpee over the dumbbell. I just think there's going to be a lot of people that cheat that. Yeah. Well, yeah, totally. I mean, or so easily cheated. You know what I mean? I, like I hate over workouts. the that are easily I, I personally would like say I'm saying what I think it could be not no, necessarily I what I want I would love the two minute row burpee to a target because then totally. John you get rid of what could be over the roar laterally and so like target out of your reach again not measuring we're using the standard from the burpee pull-ups last year in the open you didn't have to measure it just had to be out of your reach and it's 200 meter row five 200 meter row seven 200 meter row nine right and so, like, I would like that to be what the open right. event is. But I think it's just going to be straight burpees. Ugh, I just <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with yeah. Bill that it's just so, like. I just don't see that as fun. I don't so see that as fun. Dude, CrossFit needs to hit a home run on this first one. And I honestly get think back. I'd be good at that. It's not like I, I it's not about the workout. Yeah. You just don't want to do it. I don't want to. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, God. I just think it'd be like, okay, start the clock. I don't need to warm up for this. The first part's the warm up. Like, like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, people do warm ups. I don't even do that. So. Yeah, Bill so. doesn't do warm ups. <laughs> and I did, I mean, I did that running one <clears throat> and shoot. I, you know why I don't want it to be it is because they did the opposite. Remember that workout that <clears throat> Hillary sent over with like the bike and burpees alternating oh, yeah, on the yeah, minutes. Yeah. You did that. That's right. I did that with a rower. Did. Yeah. But the rows went up and the burpees stayed the same. Something like that. Yeah, but that would be that a great workout because a twofold too is that everybody can row, everybody can burpee to a target out of your reach. So it's not six inches because look, there's some people that six inches out of their reach is too high for them to jump. If it's just out of your reach, it's it it tailors to every single person. It doesn't one way or the other. And both can do it can be taught in less than 10 minutes is like, yeah, just row the same. And then, okay, two more burpees in this two minute window and this two minute window. And then you get the uh, two different people, right? You got rowers typically are bigger, taller, stronger athletes. So it's for 200 meters coasting through it versus someone smaller. People that are good at burpees are typically smaller, lighter gymnastics oriented athletes. Now you've got both on either side of the spectrum. It, it would be a great, um, pairing that would be way more fun than just adding the just death by burpees yeah. i would love that i would love that i just fear i fear the death by burpees only i would love the row burpee death by every two minutes i wouldn't love doing it you know what? <laughs> okay well i but I'd love I, if that's what it was. I don't. I don't fear. I don't fear the death by burpee. I don't fear I, I just, it. I just, no, I, I'm, I, like, I'm oh. not afraid of going to the dark place on a burpee because you just have to fall down. Yeah. But um, shit, I would be more afraid of the rowing one. That rowing one that you did. That one's not about me. doing better on a workout. It's, yeah, I, I'm with you. It's just the excitement. We're gonna have Alex Kazan, Brent Fikowski, Jeff Adler. Oh, and, and Alexis that's the other Raptus. thing. Watching those guys like just they're to gonna do, do burpees for days. Just to do death by burpees. Yeah. Like, yeah. Good point. Like, you have this big event you're going to two different gyms you're you know doing three workouts before this one you're trying to trying to show everybody like how you know i just feels very big just yeah. for that and that would look cool because it's like an m night Shyamalan movie like you yeah you, you but built it up and then the ending is nothing in that format that's a good analogy by the way in that format so say it was two minutes row a certain distance or cows however they want to do it right say it's 15 cows, 12 cows, 15. That takes about a minute. Right? There will be some gaming involved in that as opposed to, I mean, you can still game death by, especially it starts at five. You're like, okay, do I just maximize my time and minimize my effort until it's time to do that? And then it's like, okay, I need more time to get more burpees. 
My burpees can only go so fast. I guess I need to start dipping into my row intensity now. Which is right. Right. And, and what would be great too is if if it's a live announcement, we can see their screens. It's like, hey, when it was 10 burpees or 11 burpees, it's like Fikowski was rolling at a 144, Adler at a 147, Gazan at a 157, and Raptus at a two minute pace. And now that we're on burpee 17, their row paces have significantly increased just to buy themselves more time on the back end. Or you see when they're finally tapped out and they're rolling at a like 150, 210 pace because they're totally smoked and maybe don't want to get back to the pull up bar for burpees. I mean, right? dude, that, that, those, it's all been there. It's like, oh, if I row slower, I don't have to do as many burpees because I'm yeah. cashed out now. That, that, that is a, a disgusting mixture, rowing and burpees. Mm-hmm. It's bad. I mean, like when you, when you get to where you're moving, it's so good though. It, uh, yeah. It's so, so good, good. It's shitty. It's yeah. bad. One of, uh, one of L's favorite workouts that he likes to program is 10 rounds, 500 meter row, 15 burpees. That's it. Just 10, 10 rounds, rounds 500 meter row, 15 wow. burpees. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And just burpees. It's not over anything. Yep. That's it. Just takes about, um, like 27 to 30 minutes. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's good. There was, uh, the, uh, Northern California classic, the NCC that, that Blair and Ben do, they had their qualifiers. And one of the events that they had was a rowing and burpee over the rower, uh, increasing EMOM. Right. So every six minutes, the, um, uh, either the calories would go up or the burpees would go up and it would do this stair stepping thing. And they the way that they tried to make it so that it was like, all right, we just, the standard is what the standard is. They just said, get, you know, over the rower. It wasn't a jump. You could step if you want. So right. if you wanted to step, oh, that yeah. was fine. They didn't care. It's like, you, you can go as fast as you want. So you can jump if you want. You don't have to. So that I'm not way against it, that either. No, um, it, well, it makes it easy for everyone to go. No, no one's afraid of jumping over. Yeah. You know, the people that can go fast will go fast when they need to go fast. Right. Um, this one, it took, I mean, it was a, there was a long time on this. So I don't, I don't think it will be anything really long either. Cause I think that they want something fast and explosive and intense and high output and keep the energy up real high. I don't see it being some long 20 minute something. Yeah. Uh, so to Aaron, thing. I want to bring up Aaron's question is he said is if this is our fitness test why does it need to be fun question mark we're testing ourselves to see where we're at because this we're, is the fun run man right we're not saying it has to be quote fun for it to be good but I know what Bill and, and John are talking about is like it also kind of needs to be fun to watch people do or for the athletes to come all the way out here you know because in 12.1 they just shot that in a garage and it's all post-produced there was no open announcement. It was, here's the workout and here's two people doing it in, I think, Tony Budding's garage. That was it. It was a Chris and Clever versus uh, Lindsey Valenzuela's. I don't know. I, I got it wrong, but we're not saying fun is like, oh, I have to enjoy doing this because any open workout I've ever done, I've never actually enjoyed doing it in the moment but it was fun afterwards like okay that was a really fun workout to do yeah we're cross we're, we're crossfitters fun to us means something different yeah. like it fun doesn't mean like there's balloons while you're doing it yeah. it's probably the worse the the more difficult or the the worse it hurts mm-hmm. the more fun it is because of the oh my god i actually made it through that yeah like that's my, the fun part my favorite personal open workout ever was actually 15-3, which would be arguably everyone's least favorite because it's the <laughs> one that started with seven ring muscle-ups. Right. right? Hey, I wouldn't mind that at all. Let's seven, bring that Yeah, back. but seven ring, like that that's, back. those are like the three movements that were just wheel house. Seven muscle-ups, 50 wall ball shots. What was it 75 double-unders? Oh, yeah. And just loop, loop, loop all through. Like it was that 90. One, was it? Mm, no, 90 was the uh, wall ball muscle uh, 150, 90. Yeah. I remember just, I remember Brent Fikowski on that one. And I'm like, dang, that guy. Yeah. Holy cow. With his medicine ball. Yeah. uh, Wall ball. (laughs) Homemade. (laughs) Little basketball. But, all right. So, yeah, 70. Oh, no, it was 100. Yeah, it was 100. What was your favorite open workout, Bill? Um, I like the, uh, the squat clean thruster one. What was that? Four, what, do we, what do we say the number was? 
the first one, the double under one, sixteen two. The AMRAP of one sixty. The AMRAP of one sixty five. Oh, eleven three. Eleven four three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever that number was, I like that one a lot. Um, we all have some throwbacks. My favorite is seventeen point three. Which one is that? It's the Chester Bar Snatch one. Oh, it went. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's my favorite Ovin announcement. Yeah. Probably my my best one that I ever did was the uh, overhead squat pull up one. Those are those were my jam. One with Camille. Yeah. So oh, I yeah. I got I got way up there on that one. Yeah, like, that was a good I, one. What am I doing up here? This is sweet. Yeah, I'm still going. Still going. I think my least favorite one was uh, the night. deadlift box jump one. No, I was just bad at that. My least favorite one was the row wall ball one. Because you were good oh. at that one. Yes. My least favorite one. Like I kept going. (laughs) My least favorite one because (laughs) I just hated it the most program wise was the stupid pick your own adventure one. Mm. Oh yeah, I I didn't mind. I didn't mind that Um, one. Yeah, there was like like five different races that went on on that same event. Five different races. That's funny. Um, All right, let's. I just want to give a couple a. Hey, we have 190 of you guys watching. Whoa. Right I just want to say that. Hey. All right. Before um, we thank bounce. Thank you guys for hanging out. Yeah. Thank you guys for hanging out. Before we bounce, we will be doing this show every week throughout the Open and quarterfinals where we take the top 100 as it unfolds on the leaderboard and give you guys what it could be if this was the format that we were going to use for the Open. But we are not the only show that is going on. As the week unfolds, uh, what is it? Around the whiteboard will be coming on in what? Less than 30 minutes or 30 minutes or so. So if you guys go to Coffee Pods and Wads, around the whiteboard, I think it's Roy McKernan, Cooper, and CPS, who who is that? CTP, what is that? I don't know. Go over there. The topics are really good. I know that. (laughs) The topics are going to be good, especially with Roy McKernan on them. Um, And the open announcements... The official ones will be tomorrow at 11.15 a.m. Pacific for 24.1. After that, I think there will be a pre-show on the Savant Podcast tomorrow and then maybe 10.55 Pacific. Uh, And then an after show, I think that night, where they're going to preview what the Taylor versus the world will be the next day when it'll be down pepper versus Taylor self. That will be Friday at, is that 7 PM Pacific is, or is that, I don't know. Those times usually are weird. Dude, death by burpees. I'm giving that to Taylor. Hey, <laughs> Hey, yeah, that's, a, that's the workout. There it is. There it is. And then, uh, if you guys haven't watched this yet, you need to go watch this, go to Andrew Hiller's YouTube channel and watch, 48 hours with Haley Adams. It's already up to 88,000 views and it is by far one of the best pieces of content produced for CrossFit and CrossFit games fans. in since I can remember it, it was, it was fantastic. And it just gives you two days in the life of Haley Adams. Hiller's um, his interviews were great. He just, you know, what Hiller does is he, pulls people out and you know makes them comfortable but you get to see where Haley's training now you get to see her new coaches she talks about why she didn't compete last year and why she is competing this year uh and the editing and everything was it was absolutely fantastic and i hope uh more and more people i think this should be 200,000 views uh by all said and done so so go watch that but uh other than that That'll do it for us. Go see Coffee and Pause and Wads the next 30 minutes for Around the Whiteboard. We will, um, yeah, we'll be back here on next Wednesday and we'll recap what the open workout actually was. Maybe we'll have a new hint to talk about 24.2 as our guesses may get more fine-tuned as we know what was programmed and what is left on the table. As we look at it at weekof.com, we look at CAP and we look at the new leaderboard of our strength of field system for in side the leaderboard i'm pumped we're getting to do this it's already exciting i mean we took 12 team athletes out of list and oceania lost two women (laughs) women's spots so it's going to be super awesome thank you all for showing up today we really appreciate you and as we close things out see you guys next weekend good luck guys 